Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. And I'm going to start off the show today talking about the luxury real estate market. And, and it's interesting because, you know, having done this for 17 years now, I, I can't even believe this is my 17th year in real estate. Um, and, and so having done this for so long, I've seen different real estate markets, up, up markets, down markets, and, and everything in between. And typically when we've been in seller markets uh, in Tampa Bay, it's been a seller's market up to, you know, maybe a half million, maybe a little bit higher than that. And then as you climb the price chart, it becomes a buyer's market. Yep. And, and that's been the case uh, in, in seller's markets that we've had for practically almost the last decade. Um, you know, because it's been, you know, in trending in that direction for a long time, you know, reduced inventory, strong buyer demand, population growth, all of that has been driving real estate in Tampa for, for a long time. But interestingly enough, having paid attention to the stats, I've noticed a trend. Uh, and I would say this probably started taking a turn um, last year, maybe a little bit the year before that, where the luxury market is also turned to a seller's market. So for example, a few years back, I would look at it and see that we would have a seller's market in the normal kind of core price ranges. And then above a million dollars, we'd have 12 months of inventory. Right. Yep. You know, now you go above a million dollars and there's 2.8 months of inventory. So you're not just seeing, um, you know, this phenomenon about a hot real estate market isn't like in years past where, you know, higher end homes are selling for drastic percentages off of asking price or there's way too many of them and buyers can kind of pick and control the process. There are still plenty of million dollar homes going in bidding wars, selling within days. Uh, you know, selling for close, if not above asking price. Um, the the phenomenon of our real estate market right now d doesn't really know a price. It, it's across all right. price ranges. Yes, I, I agree. And a lot of that's probably because of so many people coming from Florida from the different markets, right, that are used to those higher price right. points. That right. is a luxury in ours yeah. that maybe so, isn't as much so, in theirs. So, yeah, and we can, we, you know, we can touch on that because you're talking about entrepreneurs. COVID proved the concept for a lot of people that they, the executives, leaders, CEOs, right could work from anywhere, zoom in, fly to their location, you know, once or twice a month and and work anywhere. And when people started doing the math, they said, "Hey, no state income tax in Florida, and, you know, even though I'm going to buy a 2 million dollar home, that's a 7 million dollar home in in California or in New York." So people see it as as a kind of like being on sale. Right. So people can get incredible homes, incredible waterfront properties here for, you know, cheaper than they are, you know, in northern parts. So it's it's really driven the high end of our market. A lot of entrepreneurs, if you're someone that's looking for that, we'd love the opportunity to help you. We've been blessed to work with hockey players, lots of celebrities that, you know, I'm working with um, a celebrity right now that's looking for an equestrian property uh, up to three and a half million dollars um, that isn't on the market, that wants acreage and an enormous luxury house. If you have something like that that fits the market pretty much anywhere in Tampa Bay, she can live anywhere in Tampa Bay. Um, please shoot us a message on social. Just let us know you have an equestrian property. She's, she's got horses. She wants to keep the bring the horses with her. Very cool. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we work across all those price ranges, and, and I think it, it allows us to really pay attention and see kind of trends but in the luxury market, it's something that a lot of people just aren't used to. When we talk to our, you know, luxury buyers, for example, and tell them, hey, look, this is not like a few years ago 
you know, when you lasted a transaction and you could get, you know, 7% off the asking price um, of this $2 million house. That's just not happening today. Yes. And, and even sellers, they're like, well, my house is, you know, I, you know, I have this luxury house and, and I want to sell, but I don't really want to move for six months. Well, then you need to wait six months because it's going to sell in a week. If I market it, it's going to sell in a week. So you might as well start packing. You know, and and so these preconceived notions about our luxury market have pretty much been stripped away. Yeah, it's incredible. So let's talk about the the luxury mortgages, though. Yeah. That's something that I think, um, you know, a lot of people misunderstand um, about mortgages in in the luxury market, in the jumbo, but also how high you can actually go with conventional before it becomes a jumbo. Because I've had people come to me, you know, with with prices. And, you know, and and the reality is, is that those numbers have been rising for a while. And and I think that when you look at the the ability for people to buy the the price ranges in Tampa rising and, and the flexibility in some of that, there were people years ago that thought, hey, look, I'm going to buy this, you know, $500,000 house and I need to get a jumbo mortgage. You know, that's not the case anymore. Yeah, I mean, they raised them this year. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac raised the single-family loan limit um, to be considered a conventional mortgage of six hundred forty-seven thousand two hundred, yeah. and that was up from five forty-eight. So a right. huge hundred thousand dollar jump. jump. Humber- so if you're putting twenty percent down, you're talking about a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar house. Exactly, is it, it qualifies for a conventional loan today. So that's, I, I think that's probably right at the start of our. You know, I think that's still a luxury home in Tampa Bay. Sure. Um, I mean, that's like about double, you know, almost double our average sale price. So that, you know, that that's still a luxury home. Or if somebody wants, still wants conventional, they just put a little bit more down. They can buy. An eight or an eight fifty, depending on rates and terms, you know, and, and right, that sort and we of thing. and but, we see that a lot of times where the, maybe they were planning on putting twenty percent down, but then they end up putting twenty four percent down or some odd number because yeah. it gets to the limit. But also, what we're seeing out there in the market as the real estate is, has been so hot and everything is, is where a lot of the private investors, a lot of the hedge funds, people in New York are coming out and they're creating programs for this jumbo market because it's become sure. so hot and they're well performing loans. Those loans perform; people pay them yeah. back. So and I think the other thing about that. Um, so, so a lot of people have a misconception that a jumbo mortgage is going to be some drastically more expensive mortgage. It's not, and it's not. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it's priced very comparably. You know, rate and terms. The the one thing that I would tell you, dealing with um, so dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs that are very driven, that have you know what we call like a, a high D personality. They have a high right. drive. They're very competitive. Um, and and um, they can get frustrated easily sometimes. And so when you are qualifying for a mortgage, and let's just say you own a lot of businesses or you are an entrepreneur and you go through the mortgage process, um, it, it can be cumbersome. It's not, it's not hard per se. It's just very detail-oriented. You need to have documents, provide financials, bank statements. There's going to be questions. What's this money? What's that? Right. I think a lot of people... Uh, that are that are you know entrepreneurs sometimes can get offended like I have enough money to buy this it's like no we we understand that it's just this is part of the check and balance to make sure to go through this process so if you are if you're a luxury home buyer and you're you're going to enter into the market first off you need to call us we can help you with right all this. for sure you know hit us up at the, the dunkinduo.com and we'll hook you up with Mike's team as well but the reality is, is you need to be prepared for. Um, a lot of questions and and don't take them personal. 
It's just this is the process that you have to go through today to get a mortgage. There's a lot of steps, a lot of checks you got to check off, a lot of documentation you have to provide. And, and the thing is, is it's one of the reasons why our real estate market is going to be able to continue to thrive through some of you know any ups and downs that may happen is because of how conscientious mortgage lenders have gotten about making sure people really can qualify for a mortgage. Yeah, and it's going to be there. And a lot of times we have people, they'll, they'll you know say, hey, can you contact my CPA? And we're happy to work with, with the CPA or whoever we need to to get the information sure. that we need to do. And with technology nowadays, we have programs that we can run where we can you know kind of put all the information in and it kind of spits back out to us. It's, you know, we're leveraging technology to make it as easy and seamless as a process for you. So I do believe it's easier than it has been in the past, even if you just bought a house two or three years ago. Right. And, and, and I think one other caveat to, um, you know, the luxury, you know, home buying process, um, first off, a lot of luxury home buyers, um, you know, they go into it and they say, well, I have enough money, you know, why do I need to prove that right. you know, there, there's a certain ego thing that can For get sure. involved. And, and unless someone can Google you, to figure out that you have money, like, I'll, like, look, Elon, if you want to buy a house in Florida, <laughs> uh, you know, call us. I'm pretty sure you won't need a proof of funds. If if you can't be verified on Google or you're not on the Forbes list or there isn't something out there publicly available to confirm that you have the money, um, or you're a very well known celebrity, like like we've written offers for athletes that didn't need to provide a proof of funds. You know, pe people can Google the the guy just signed a seven year fifty two million dollar contract. Right. He's good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but but um, if you're not if you don't fit into that box, you're going to have to show that you have the ability to to buy the property. Yeah. And and so don't get offended. That's not a that's not an agent. Uh, not necessarily not believing you have the money. That is a we're trying to help you. Prove your case to a seller that may very well have more than one person making an offer on that home. And if you choose right. not to include it, you know, out of ego or just, you know, whatever, you could lose out on the house. Yeah, I'm, it, it just makes sense. And again, we're trying to just help you. You guys are trying to help them put their best foot forward to get the house that they want. Yeah. You know, and, and that gives you the best shot. And the last thing I'll say for, um, uh, you know, before we transition to another topic after our upcoming break in the luxury real estate market, if you are an entrepreneur and you write or self-employed and you write off a lot, um, it's really smart. If you're thinking about buying a home or if you're going to refinance and you've not done your taxes, talk to your lender first. Um, you, you know, the money that you save on taxes, you may cost you being able to qualify to buy a house or get a mortgage or get good terms. So, you know, have your professional working with your other professional, you know, have your CPA working with your mortgage lender. Do that ahead of time. Yes. Because I've seen people that make incredibly good money, but they write off too much. And then it becomes a problem for them to qualify for a for a mortgage without going to some secondary market where they pay some astronomical fee and term. Um, simply because they they didn't do that. They did their taxes, and then after the fact, find out, oh, you write off too much. Right, absolutely. We see it all the time. And so, yeah, you can reach out to us and ask us, and and we can help guide you through that process. Um, so put you in the best spot, again, to get you what you want. Yeah. So, again, you're listening to the Dunkin' Do a Real Estate Show here on WFLA News, and we aren't on air. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Dunkin' Duo, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, pretty much all the socials. Uh, did a pretty funny TikTok this week if you want to check it out. Um, if you're on TikTok, uh, realtor pronunciations. The very first one we did was about realtor or yes. realtor because or realtor because it gets mispronounced so often. But the one we did this week that was funny was how do you pronounce roof? Because we actually had somebody in our company pronounce it 
rough. Yes. I'm going to get a new rough on my house. And we just were blown away. So we needed to figure out, is there anyone else that's calling it a rough? You know? and, I, and I think it has to do with where you come from in the yeah. around the country, right? Different sure. places. And Tampa Bay being a lot of people move from all over. So, yeah, it's interesting, the yeah. variations of words. So make sure to follow us again on all of our socials at the Duncan Duo. We're going to be back continuing our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on WFLA News. When we aren't on air, follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan Duo uh, with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. And Mike, it's no secret a lot of people have gotten into the real estate industry in the last few years. Yes. Um, however, good and bad to it, when the real estate market's hot, there's a lot of people that get in for maybe not the best reasons and that maybe don't get the right amount of training and maybe go out there and start representing people that, um, you know, with their most substantial, significant, expensive purchase ever that don't have the training or backing behind them. You know, there was a stat not long ago, and I was blown away by this. The average real estate agent in Florida sells five homes a year and makes poverty-level income. That's the average. Um, and and so, um, you know, at our company, for example, my average agent last year did, you know, almost six times that. Wow. So yeah. the reality is, is where you're at as a real estate agent has an impact, a large impact. And, and I have people all the time say, well, you know, I'm going to build my, you know, I want to keep building my own brand. And I look them up and they sold five homes. You don't really have a brand if you sold five homes. You know, your, your, your ego is in the way of you making money. And, and so it's no different than, you know, do you, do you want to be on a winning team or do you want to be, you know, an average player on a losing team? And, and so if you're thinking about a real estate career change, you, you want to increase your income, you want to be part of something bigger. You want to be part of a team that that generates a ton of business. You know, we're, we're, we're looking to grow this year. We're literally looking to hire a handful of agents in the next few weeks. You can register for our career night. We do it the second Tuesday of every month at jointheduo.com. Um, again, that's jointheduo.com. You can also, you know, go to Dunk, you just Google Duncan Duo Careers and our hiring page pops right up if you Google Duncan Duo Careers. So we're looking to hire agents, whether you're someone that is um, newly licensed um, you know, or whether you're someone that's been doing it for a while and just isn't achieving the results. One of the things that we found that a lot of agents struggle with, two things specifically that we solve for real estate agents that join our team. Number one is the generation of, of the business. Sure. A lot of real estate agents underestimate how hard it is to generate the business. There's so many people competing and advertising for that business. I mean, if you're not in the real estate business, you're just a regular person, you know, 19 realtors. Like, and they're all calling you, asking you for referrals because that, you know, and that can only go so far. You can only get so much business from your friends and family because your friends and family know 19 other realtors. So, you know, that, so, so the lead generation problem we solve simply because of the millions of dollars we spend, have spent and continue to spend on advertising, lead generation, marketing, branding that drives business, you know, to our, to our, um, you know, company every, every day. We've got large scale developments that we're working on that are going to sell hundreds of units. We need agents for those things. So, so again, if you're not having the income that you want, you know, send us a message on, on our socials, uh, hit us up at jointheduo.com. Um, and, and the other problem that we solve, and you guys intricately know this, Mike, how often do you have real estate transactions? that are a nightmare because the real estate agent isn't good at managing the transaction. Yeah, for sure. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know how what to do in certain situations. A lot of things can happen in these situations come up and they don't have the expertise 
or know where to get the expertise. You don't need to necessarily know every answer, but they don't have a team behind them to help them get the answer. And that's what I see with, you know, we've partnered with you guys several years and from the outside looking in is the camaraderie, the teamwork, the training, all the things that that the Duncan Duo provides for people to be able to, to help them grow their business. And I think what I've learned is really great real estate agents that are great negotiators, okay? Some of my best agents, some of the best salespeople are absolutely horrendous at the detail-oriented management of the transaction. They're really good negotiators. They have a high drive. They can sell and market, but they miss stuff. And so we have a team of transaction coordinators. They're all also licensed real estate agents. It's just that their skill set and their personality profile is very detail-oriented. So they're good at checking the boxes, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure the appraisal is done, making sure this is done, making sure all the analytical stuff lines up on a listing. Yes. You know, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff that consumers don't see. So real estate agents that struggle with that, and the reason they struggle with it is because it's just not their skill set. It's kind of like trying to tell a point guard to go play center or Tom Brady to go play linebacker. Um, you know, it, it just, it doesn't work. It's their skill set isn't, isn't for that. And the other thing that happens with a lot of real estate agents is they have this roller coaster income because they spend all this time generating business and then they get two or three deals. And then the two or three deals consume them for the next 30 days. And guess what they don't do the rest of that time? They don't show homes. They don't prospect because they're drained at how much energy it takes to do the deals because stuff that drains the reason stuff drains you is because you're not good at it right you know you're not good at it, it isn't your skill set so we take that off real estate agents plate so they can go do more deals um they can go h- handle more transactions they can go out and generate more business and they know it's going to get taken care of so if that sounds like the, the place you want to be again check us out join the duo.com or messages shoot us a dm on any of our socials and we'll uh you know follow up with you to talk to you about it again that's join the duo.com and our socials at the Duncan Duo. Um, we're going to be back. We're going to talk more about what is going on in Tampa Bay real estate uh, after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. When we aren't on air, follow us at, at the Duncan Duo and all of our socials. The new role, the new rules of home buying today. Look with COVID nineteen with a massive drop in inventory and increase in demand across um, Florida, uh, there's a lot of things that have changed in our real estate market. I read this article, and I thought it was pretty good. I got a few things I'm a little bit different on, but but I'm going to read the old rule and the new rule. We're going to talk about them, but I think, I think they make a lot of sense. Yes. The old rule, find your dream home, then finalize your mortgage paperwork. The new rule, lock in a mortgage before you start your search. Clearly, that's right. Yeah, I mean, that 100% is right and and really should have always been that way, but more so now than ever when there's so many people bidding on these and it's so competitive and um, being able to write it off or when you're ready to be there. You can't go look at a home and then say, hey, I'll get my paper. You know, you look at a home over the weekend at an open house or you go see it and then you spend a couple of days getting your mortgage pre-approval. That, that's off the market. I mean, they just yep. don't last. You got to get everything got handled to. beforehand. Old rule, shop for homes you can afford. New rule. Shopper homes price below what you can afford. So here's the deal. Um, you know, if your pre-call says three fifty, and you're looking at homes listed at three hundred and fifty, those three hundred fifty thousand dollars listings may go for three hundred and seventy. Yes, pushing you above your pre-call. So you should start a little bit below your pre-call 
to make sure that you have room to go above asking price because that's that's the norm, right? I mean, it's just the reality. We've we've had several months in a row now where our average list to sell price ratio in the market has been above 100%. So the norm is above asking. So you know, you want to shop below that. You don't want to be ta tapping out on your prequal or you're going to lose out or you're going to buy a home and then find out, oh, you can't qualify for the mortgage. This is above what we can approve you for. Yeah. And we always tell people, and, and you should ask your mortgage lender or better yet, call us, but we'll tell you what you're, you're approved for, but also what is your maximum. So you know what room that you have in there. And to your point, you don't want to go straight to the maximum because you, that's, right. you're going to probably be beyond that. So old rule, tour a property, then take a, t a day or two to decide whether to make an offer. So you sit back, you talk to your spouse, right. you call your dad, you call Sleep your grandma, you call your uncle's brother's cousin's friend that's a contractor. Um, you know, so guess what? New rule. If you love a property, act fast. Yes. Here is acting fast to me. You see the house, you like it go out to the car with your realtor and write the contract. Yes. Like literally it can all be done electronically or while you're in the house, write the contract, you know, like uh, don't go home and think about it. Don't say you'll get back to your realtor later that night or the next day. Um, and we used to say if you, um, and this is, this is completely true. We used to say, if you want to sleep in it or you're, if you want to sleep on it, you're not going to sleep in it. Yeah. Okay. Like right. if you want to sleep on it, That's you're great. not going to sleep in it. Now it's, if you want to take the drive home to think about it, <laughs> you're not going to be pulling into that garage, you know, in the future. Yeah, it's out. Like soon. literally, like it used to be, don't sleep on it. Now it's like, don't even make the drive home. Yeah, Sit don't even in the leave. driveway and write the offer. So, yeah, new rule: if you love our property, act fast, really fast. Old rule: offer below asking price and wait for the seller to counter your bid. New rule: put your big number out there from the start. In other words, if it's listed at three fifty and you can't afford. And you're willing to pay three seventy-five, make your three seventy-five offer because here's the deal: so many homes are going bidding war. However, a lot of times the seller may say, "You know what? Let's just skip the whole thing. These this offer, I'm just going to take it." Yes, you know, and and so that's the opportunity you want. And I had one recently, uh, a, a, a listing of mine uh, listed at five hundred. Somebody came in at five twenty-five within like. 12 hours. And and truthfully, like, could I have driven it higher? Maybe. But I, I was pretty sure that I would I would run into problems with appraisal and some other things. And, and it was a solid offer. I took it. You know, I could have played the game, done the bidding war, all that. But I but I took it. So, again, put your big number out there from the start. Sometimes you might, you know, you might fight off a bidding war simply by putting your best foot forward. Old rule. Expect to buy a home after submitting one or two offers. <laughs> New rule, it will probably take multiple tries before you succeed. This is one thing that I want to, you know, say to buyers out there that are in the marketplace because I feel like there are a lot of agents that after they lose out on a couple of offers, they give up or they tell you, you know, well, your loan's too hard or they don't really give you good service because you you got an FHA loan or whatever. I've had agents that have written over 25 offers for a client before they got a house accepted. Now, look, that doesn't mean we didn't do a good job. You know, it means that we did everything we possibly could, but we just didn't give up. You know, we're not going to quit on you. So if you've got a, if you've got low down payment, FHA mortgage, and you're losing out and your agent's discouraged, that, that, that isn't even in our vocabulary. We're not giving up on you. We're going to keep writing offers. We're going to keep searching. Sometimes it's a matter of finding something off market or finding something that hits quickly or finding something that somebody sympathizes with the fact that you, you know, haven't been able to find something. So, so we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. Now, 
plenty of time we get stuff accepted on the first try because you know we can get creative and we have some unique things that we do with our offers that helps our clients have a competitive advantage. But sometimes if, it, if they're a low down payment mortgage and they need a long closing or they need a contingency or they, they, they have um, you know something kind of working against them, sometimes you're going to have to fire the gun a lot before you get accepted. Yeah, for sure. And stay, you know, stay somewhat patient. Know that going into it, I think it helps level set your expectations and, and you can get there. But, you know, eventually you will get there. So kind of stay patient, stay at it and uh, don't give up. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. Like I heard I heard, um, you know, a friend of mine um, that's a real estate agent in another market, an agent on his team basically said that if I have to make more than five offers with someone, I just fire him yeah. and move on. I mean, that, that's not we're not doing that. Like we, we're not giving up on you. Like, look, it's. It's not your it's not your fault that this is going on and eventually we're going to succeed. We're, eventually we're going to find sure. somebody. So we've we've put stuff under contract this week with FHA buyers, we've put stuff with VA buyers. Um you know speaking of VA buyers Mike and you can speak to this because th- this is definitely a myth that's out there. For sure. There are a lot of real estate agents that aren't very experienced. Again, this is this this happens in a hot real estate market, a lot of people into the business and that are either handling listings or working with buyers. And don't under they they put an FHA mortgage and a VA mortgage in the same kind of category because they're lower down payment, and man, nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, they aren't the same, and 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 it is a shame. There is a myth out there that they're harder to do, or the approval process is different, and everything else. And I look at our statistics all the time, and the the amount of time it takes to close, the amount of things that need to go into it, it's no different than than a conventional loan or any other you know loan. In some real estate agents out there won't even accept a VA offer, which is an absolute shame, especially living in Tampa Bay with yeah. such a large military yeah, presence. Yeah, I mean, it's our largest employer. And, and, and to see that they won't even lo- take a look at these or, you know, they you know will get a call from an agent. Is there any way that they can go conventional? And if you're a veteran, a VA loan, it, 99% right. of the time is the best loan that yeah. for you. And, and not just that, but, but me, truthfully, like I view a VA loan above a conventional. Yes. Truthfully. And here's why. Number one, I'm patriotic. I love my country. If you fall for our country, like that, that matters. To yes. Me. Number two, um, the the one the other caveat is the approval rate on a VA loan is is very strong. I mean, it's extremely strong. They're much less restrictive on credit scores and employment. You know, it's 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 an easier loan to get approved. The likelihood of a fall through is lower on a VA than a conventional, in my experience. Yeah, for sure. No, that, that is totally um, correct. And if you if you have a pre approval on a VA, you know, I'd venture to say with us, I mean. 99.9% of the time that that loan is going to go through and it's going to be able to get done um, and you're going to be able to do it. And you're right. It is not as difficult as some of the other no. programs. To I mean, I literally, for. I view it like, look, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, look, if you're an FHA buyer out there, I get it's competitive. I get that it's hard. The reality is that they do have a little higher fall through rate, that there are sure. some more steps to jump through. So I kind of rank it like, obviously, um, again, cash, uh, a lot of buyers are going to look at cash. It's hard to beat cash. But to me, it's cash, then VA, then conventional, then FHA, then, you know, other type of, you know, creative financing. So so to me, I, the other the big thing about VA for me as a seller, as a real estate agent, um, when in, it, when you're in a hot market, you're going to sometimes have appraisals that don't match up. Homes are going to be appreciating. You're going to go above asking and and maybe, you know, the the home can't appraise. With the other loan products, the appraisal comes back and it's just 
It's short. And right. then you're stuck with, how do I solve this? Yes. VA is the only loan product. Correct. Where the appraiser raises their hand. They're required to raise their hand as part of the, as part of the process to say, I'm having a hard time getting to value. Can the real estate agents help me by sending me some documentation, some comps, whatever you can show me to help me substantiate the value for this soldier so that he can buy the house that he wants to buy. And so no other loan product does that. I love that about a VA loan. Yeah, it's called a Tidewater. And we'll get a message from as the lender, we'll get a message that we have a Tidewater situation is that that they're not they're having trouble coming to the value of the contract that's there. And it does. It gives a chance to go back to you or to the agents to get the data before they complete the report. And it's so much easier to do it then than after the reports are absolutely done. it is and and the other part of it is that you know the other reason why it's easier look appraisers and real estate agents historically butt heads like they do what they do we do what we do and and it, it's just the reality of 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 the market uh, that we that we're in however so when the appraisal report comes back if it's done and you question it, this highly analytical person that is an appraiser is going to be offended that you're questioning Correct. their work. Are they going to really listen to you and make adjustments to the report because you tell them that they suck? Probably not. Right. Like it just, it's so hard to, to get an appraisal appraiser to change their report once it's done. In the Tidewater situation with the VA loan, that appraiser is, is required to raise their hand and ask for help. It's much different because then the report isn't done. The appraiser can still stamp their name on it. You're not critiquing anything you're, that they've done. You're just doing what is required of that particular product. And, and to me, that's a way better situation towards resolving an appraisal dispute than doing it after the fact. Yeah, it's much, it has a much greater chance of success. And you're much less likely to have the appraiser get offended that you're sending them stuff that disagrees or is different than what they've already put into their report because they don't have a report yet. There isn't one done. They're saying, help me finish this report. Help yeah, me come asking. up with a number that makes sense. Exactly. They're, they're working so their again, way to get there. Agents out there, um, if, if you're if – you're, you know, substant. You know, putting the VA loan at this low, you know, bar bottom, you're making a mistake. Um, and and clients, don't don't switch. Like you know, do a better. Real estate agents got to do a better job of understanding the value of the VA loan as a as a selling agent, as a buyer's agent. It's an incredible loan product. And and again, these are people that like went out, fought for our country. They got shot at. They, right. They, they, I know. They're in Iraq and Afghanistan and Kuwait. And they've they've gone through all this stuff. Vietnam. You know, like come on, like, you know, think about that for a little bit. So, so again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. We'll be back wrapping up our show with the last segment here on WFLA News after a quick break. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show. Featured property this week, 8907 Alify Way on the Alify River in uh, Riverview, Florida, listed for $1.59 million. This is a man. This is an incredible property. You know, if you're beautiful, if you're looking at coming down from up north, or you're somebody that's down here and you kind of miss um, being up north, the cool part about this property is it's on a two-acre lot um, with a sandbar, no HOA, gorgeous riverfront views. Um, but it, but it kind of is a blend of urban and rural. You know, you're close to everything, but it feels, you know, it feels like you're out you know, far away, you know, it's, it's very private, kind of like a, you know, private oasis. And, and again, river access, river frontage, river view, and, uh, you know, a couple of acres of land. It's just a, an incredible property. Again, the house itself, 4,234 square feet, five bed, 
uh, a three-and-a-half bath, three-car garage, custom home. Uh, again, you can find out more information on this listing at theduncanduo.com. The address, again, 8907 Alafia Way. If you Google the address, our video and information will pop up, 8907 Alafia Way in Riverview. So moving on to another topic, uh, Mike, the rental market. You know, you continue to hear rents rising, rents soaring. rising, rents soaring. And, you know, I have friends that, you know, aren't as blessed as I am financially that find out that their rent is increasing 20, 25 percent sometimes. The people out there that are getting these large rent increases, so many of them have money to buy a house and they're not. And they're losing money. Not only are they losing money monthly, but they're losing out on the uh, tax benefits and the appreciation. We just saw uh, an article about home equity grows 42%. Um, you're making your landlord rich. You know, I mean, you're losing out on that 42% and you're paying more for the property that you're in than you would in a comparable property with a mortgage. So people out there that are renting it just, again, there are some people it's going to make sense for. Maybe they can't qualify. Maybe they're not sure they're going to be here very long. Whatever it is, um, whatever excuse you have, Math will probably contradict it and 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 tell your excuses wrong. You know, forty two percent rise in in uh, equity tells me that home values are rising pretty dramatically. If you're if you're not going to be here for a year or two, you're going to do okay. Yeah, and it, it's just going to continue. Rents are going to continue to rise. I mean, I'm reading all these different articles about these large, you know, New York hedge funds coming in and buying as much property as they possibly can. Listen, they're buying it so they can rent it out because they know rents are extremely high and they're going to keep going up. So if you have the opportunity to buy, you you know, it, no better time than the present, right? It probably a year ago was even better. We told yep. you that then. But if you didn't get it done and it wasn't there, now is the the, the best time to get out there because rents are going to continue to rise. And hey, that might eat into some of your down payment money because you're having to pay more for your rent, a couple hundred dollars more. And that's going to go on. And the longer you continue to do that, um, it's just going to make it more and more difficult. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, so again, it's just if you're renting, please, please run the numbers. Are, are you know maybe you're renting a condo or a home? Look at some homes for sale in the neighborhood that you're in, and talk to a mortgage lender, run the math, and see what it would cost you, um, and how much money you have or don't have to put down, because you're just you're losing out on the equity gain too. I mean that that's the that's the other side of it. I mean you have people today that are making a hundred thousand dollars a year just off the gain in their homes, you know, and, and they don't live in mansions. And we're talking about somebody that owns a $400,000 house. They just right. made $100,000 in the last year because their house went up over 500 now. So you're losing out on that. And and it, and it, it really is a shame that there are people out there that have the ability to buy and aren't. Um, and a lot of times it's over emotion. They, they oh, I don't want to be in a bidding war. Or I don't want to feel pressured. Or I don't want to do this. You know, and, and look, I get it. May not feel uh, it may not feel comfortable, but man, seeing that extra hundred grand sure does. You know, so the 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 best decisions sometimes are not the easiest ones. You know, the toughest right. ones you have to make or the hardest ones you have to go through. There's a reason that it can be a little bit emotional to buy a house. It can be extra on documentation. It can, you know all these things because it's going to make you a lot of money. And, and the other thing you got to look at is what is the alternative if you don't. Right. So, yeah, it may be difficult. It may not be exactly what you want or, or what you've gone in there. But what's the alternative if you don't buy it, if you wait another six months or a year or, or, or whatnot? It's probably going to be even a harder decision at that point in time than if you do it today. Yeah, no doubt about it. So well, anyway, we appreciate you tuning in when we aren't on air. Make sure to follow all of our socials. We are at the Duncan Duo. 
uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. If you missed our earlier episodes of the show, you can catch them on our socials. You can also uh, get our SoundCloud, which we put on. It's also at the Duncan Duo. You can listen to uh, past excerpts uh, from the show. Um, but earlier in the show, we talked about the luxury real estate market. So if you're somebody thinking about buying or selling a luxury property, there's some unique things going on that you need to pay attention to. We'd love to help you. You can hit us up at theduncanduo.com. And if you're a real estate agent, whether you're uh, brand new, thinking about getting into the industry, or whether you're not succeeding at the level that you want, uh, we are massively growing this year. We would love to talk to you. You can register for our career night at jointheduo.com. You can send us a social message if you're a real estate agent or thinking about getting your license and you're curious about the steps, thinking about you know changing companies, whatever it is, at the Duncan Duo and all the socials. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Have an awesome rest of your day and enjoy Valentine's Day tomorrow, ladies yes, and happy gentlemen. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day and have a great rest of your weekend.